Hello, church family. Uh, we are reaching the end of the book of Exodus. And these last several chapters, um, I'm not really going to get into the verse by verse um, the way that I used to, mainly because um, these last several chapters are really just a fulfillment of what is uh, written before. In fact, that's how I'm going to go through this, by explaining how this fulfills uh, certain other parts that we've already covered. Um, today, we're going to look at chapter 37 and 38, which means in the last two chapters, I might split it up into two different days or episodes, or maybe just combine them into one. Um, but for today, we're going to look at uh, chapter 37 38. This is, a, a, again, reaching the end. Uh, if you remember the last episode, the the people of God wanted to give all that they can. Um, there was, you know, they needed gold, so that the people gave up their gold uh, as a way of just show their devotion and love to the Lord. It was this free will offering that they gave, and uh, God instructed them that, okay, we have everything that we need. So the Moses tells them, okay, we have everything that we need. We don't need any more. Um, which, but the, and they still had leftovers. And the construction of the tabernacle begins, and as well as um, the Ark of the Covenant and everything else. Uh, and that's actually something that's interesting. Like the, We know the Ark of the Covenant is coming, and we actually don't really know when it appears, but this is that uh, part. Uh, you know it appears here in this chapter. And although we've been covering this for a long time, for the last several uh, months, almost half a year actually, uh, this is the part where it's significant because it's finally the Ark is being built. Uh, it's been named throughout, uh, it's, it's been ref alluded to earlier in the in chapter, I think 25 it was. Uh, it was it was alluded to that they're going to have to build this thing, and now they're finally going to do it. Um, and we'll see, just very briefly, that they do it. They do it exactly uh, uh, the way that it is, uh, that, that God said. Chapter 7, verse 1. Now Bezalel made the ark of the of Arcade wood. Its length was two and a half cubits, and its width one and a half cubits, and its height was one and a half cubits. And then it goes to explain everything. Now, what's interesting about this is that this, all the language here, in terms of the word, it's um, it's exactly the same as it was in chapter 25. Chapter 25 is when they start explaining uh, the details, the instructions here. Um, he tells them, this is the, what you need to do in order to build this ark. And he does. He does. This this one person, uh, Bezalel, he's the only one that is that, that God has uniquely gifted and gave him this, a unique task. Somehow he's, I don't know how Moses decided it was going to be him because they seem to be their other people. Maybe they did some really quick quiz and say, okay, I'm going to tell you to build something. Let's see how, uh, how close you can do it. It's kind of like... Um, if you ever watch the show MasterChef, sometimes one of the game, one of the competitions they do is like, okay, recreate one of the, the famous chef's dish, and then whoever is the best one wins. Maybe that's what's going on here. Uh, there was some sort of test that allowed uh, this one individual to be uh, chosen amongst the rest of the people that are talented and have this unique gift to build this ark or, or construct things. And that's what... Uh, Bezalel did. He was the one who built all of this. And you'll see that in verse 3, he casted four rings. Verse 4, he made the poles. Verse 5, he put the poles. He made a mercy seat. He made two cherubims. Um, and then they explain, and in verse 9, he explains what the cherubim looks like. Verse 10, that he made a table of archaea of wood. Verse 11, he overlaid it with pure gold. Verse 12, he made it a rim of it, of a handle breath all around it and made a gold molding for its rim all around. Verse 13, he cast four gold rings. 
Verse 15, he made the poles. Verse 16, he made the utensils. Uh, verse 17, he made the lampstands. And then just, if you keep going on, you'll see that it was just this one individual. Verse 23, he made it seven lamps, and he made it all the utensils from, the, from pure gold. Verse 25, that he made the altar of incense. Verse 26, he overlaid it with pure gold. Verse 27, he made two golden rings. Under its molding. Uh, verse 20, he made the poles of care wood, and verse 20, he made the holy anointing oil and the pure fragrant incense and spices, the work of a perfumer. So, this individual has, I mean, if you just look about how he built the ark, I mean, he, had, he was multi talented. He wasn't just simply a guy that just built one thing and then someone else, it wasn't like an assembly line. He did everything. He was the jeweler, he was a perf apparently even a perfumer. He built uh, the, he, has, he, was, he had good constructions. He knew exactly how to build things. He was a man of many skill sets, and he was chosen by God to do this task. Um, and I think just by principle, we understand that there are just certain things in your in our life, in the church, in, in, <coughs> in particular, as we serve the Lord. They're just things that some people are just naturally gifted at, and those are things that we want to encourage and excel. Some of you are going are just excellent at working with children, and you need to use those talents and gifts for the <coughs> for the glory of God. Others of you have a different type of skill sets, like um, you know you're good at logistics and planning. These things are good. You should use those things for God's glory. Um, there are certain things that maybe um, you're just not good at, and it's better that you just kind of step aside and find something else to do as opposed to um, doing something that you're not called to do because you wouldn't like doing that anyways, and it's just going to um, you know cause more distractions in ministry if you're not good at what you're doing. Uh, so find something there you're good at, something that you'd like to do, and excel in that area. And, what, and it doesn't have to only be the, the most popular thing. Don't think that's only preaching and teaching are the ones that we cherish the most. No, this church is run by, uh, is run by individuals that just find needs in the church and just try to meet those needs. Uh, all of the uh, things that we have going on from you know, AV to lights and admin stuff. It's just, you know, you guys are all just faithfully giving up free will offering to the Lord by using your time and, and talents to serve. And I would encourage you to excel still more in that. Whatever skill set that you have, use it for the glory of God. Now we'll get to chapter 38 now. Chapter 38, that, so 37 is when they start building the uh, the ark, as well as different things for the temple or the tent. In verse 38, that he fi they finally finish, or they, they, they listen to what Moses had said in terms of building the, the tabernacle, which is this huge tent, um, and all the things that they need in order, you know, like the curtains and and um, the you know the poles and the distance, everything. This is huge tent that's used, and they built it. Uh, now, one thing to highlight about this is actually toward the middle uh, of verse 38. It says this, This is a number of things of the tabernacle, the tabernacle testimony, as they were numbered according to the command of Moses for the service of the Levites by the hand of the Ishmael, the son of Aaron the priest. Now, Bezal, the son of Ur, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord had commanded Moses. So this is, again, um, the, the main guy, and then it seems like 23 there's others as well. With him was Ohilabib, the son of Ishkaman, the son of the, the tribe of Dan, an engraver and a skillful worksman, a weaver in blue material, and in scarlet and in, in fine linen. So Bezalel was like the construction guy. Uh, Ohilabib, he was like the the fabrics guy. Uh, so they worked together to help build this whole entire tabernacle. Um, verse 24, all the gold 
that was used for the work and all the work of the sanctuary, even the gold of the wave offering, was 29 talents and 730 shekels, according to shekel of the sanctuary. Uh, the, the silver of those of the congregation who were numbered was 100 talents and 1,775 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A baka, a head that is half a shekel, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, for each one has passed over to those who were numbered from 20 years old and upward for 603,550 men. The hundred, of, the hundred talents of silver work for casting the sockets of the sanctuary and the sockets of the veil, 100 sockets for the hundred talents, <coughs> a talent for a socket. Uh, of the 1,775 shekels, he made hooks of the pillar and overlaid their tops and made bands for them. The bronze of the wave offering was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. Well, that he made the sockets to the doorway of the tent of meetings, the bronze altar and his bronze grating, and all the utensils of the altar, all the sockets of the court, all around the sockets of the gate of the court, and, uh, and all the pegs of the tabernacle, and all the pegs of the court around. Now, what is significant of this is that this is showing you how much it costs to build this thing. It was a lot of gold and a lot of silver, a lot of shekels of this and, and, and talents of that. They're willing to give up everything so that the, the, the so that they could worship God properly. And this was, um, and the point of all this I see from them is that the, the reason why they did it, it's not because they want this tent to stand out for, so that they could oh, look at this very beautiful looking tent and tabernacle. Uh, so other people could say, oh wow, that's a really cool tent. It wasn't about the ritual here. <coughs> people didn't do this because they wanted to, because of some sort of religious activity. They did this out of a faith in Yahweh and, and they want to keep God's covenant. It's like They know that this is a free will offering, but they wanted to see um, God's word be uh, be you know come to fruition. So they did everything exactly the way that God uh, laid out for them. Everything from the ark to the tabernacle, they built everything exactly, and even the gold and all the materials and special metals that they need to construct this thing. They're willing to give it up because they wanted to. Um, they wanted. I mean, this is this is a demonstration of what's going on inside of them. They have this internal love and craving to have a fellowship uh, and covenant relationship with the Lord. That they're willing to give up whatever material gains uh, they have so that they can fellowship with God. And we understand that in our in the modern day, the the reason why we give is that we get to be partakers of His ministry. The reason why we serve is because we get to serve on His behalf for His glory. The reason why we uh, love is because God loved us first. Everything that we do is supposed to be, it's supposed to tie us back to the Lord. Uh, we do things externally as a way to demonstrate what's going on inside of our life. When you give to the church on Sunday, it's not, it shouldn't be because that's just a part of the worship service that we do. When we sing on Sundays, it's not because this is the t time where you start you demonstrate your singing skills. And when we hear the Word of God, that this is not your time to just demonstrate how well you are sitting up and not falling asleep. That this is, These things are, are trivial things. Uh, the reason why you do all of these things is because it should tie you to the Lord. So when you give, you give unto the Lord as a, a free will offering, a thank you, a thankfulness to the Lord, a way to be part of Him in ministry. When you sing to the Lord, you're, you're singing praises and, to Him to remind yourself and others around you of the truth that is revealed in scripture and when you hear god's word it's not just for the sake of just sitting there to see how much patience you have now you sit there so you can hear god's word so that god's word can um to, can change your mind to, to renew your mind so that you can live faithfully throughout the week
every component of our worship service is intentional because it's tied to the Lord. We see the biblical commands and we want to do exactly what He commands. And that's how we do it. That's why we do things like communion and baptism. That's why we do um, the ministries that we do on a Sunday worship because that's the things that the Bible tells us to do. Even things that are hard, like things like church discipline. <coughs> we do those things because that's what God expects. He doesn't want people that to, uh, to have a church that, that, that lives in habitual sin. He doesn't want a church that is marred and, and, and just people living a, a debauched life. He wants people uh, in the church to be holy like He is holy. So when we do things, much like the, the Old Testament Israelites, uh, we want to do things as according to God. We want to uh, do all the things that God expects and not take anything out. And that's why in this text, why I think the reason why Moses wrote chapter 37, 38 is to show that, hey, this is how devoted they are. And at the very end of chapter 40, when the glory of God enters into the tabernacle, you would under you understand why. It's because now they, they really are committed. They really want to be close to the Lord. And God presents himself and he leads, guides, and protects the Israelites as they go enter into the promised land and, and basically go to war with all the other nations. So this all comes from not some sort of ritualistic standpoint, but the reason why they do it is because they have a right relationship with God, and they want to keep that relationship by keeping the covenant and promises that He has made to them. That's it for chapter 37, 38. Um, on Wednesday, we'll probably just do 39, and we'll try to end uh, next week the whole book of Exodus. Um, this has been a great study. I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, take care and have a great day. Thank you.